0: Hello everybody and welcome to this week's K-drama podcast episode. I'm extremely excited this week because it is guest gabble time, which basically means that I invite all my lovely Patreon supporters to send in a recording on a particular kind of drama related topic. This time we actually had a few different topics and they did a vote and Sweeney Romance won, which I don't know, I'm not that surprised about. (laughs) Seems like a pretty good topic to me um, when you want to talk about K-dramas or just dramas in general. Um, So I do have an amazing group of incredible guests today, um, who have all submitted really, really interesting recordings, all kind of like based around the idea of swoony romance, like whether that is, you know, what kind of swoony dramas mean to them and how they sort of think of swoon when it comes to K-dramas or particular characters, particular scenes, or particular dramas in general when they think of swoon. Um, so I love this topic. I'm a huge romantic. I love romance in dramas. And, you know, basically that's what K-drama is all about. Um, the swoon for me anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I'm basically just going to get started and hand over to these lovely, lovely guest Gabbles. They're not guest Gabbles. They're just guests, but they're going to be doing some Gabbles for you. <laughs> so I really, really hope that you enjoy listening to their thoughts on the kind of K-drama theme, uh, Sweeney romance. Um, I loved listening to these. It is so much fun to kind of hear some listeners' thoughts and also get some new drama suggestions actually for some, some shows that sound very, very swoony. All right. Uh, so take it away. Lovely guest Gabbles people it <laughs> sounded weird sorry okay thank you I'm gonna go I'm gonna let them do the talking Okay, so it's actually me again. It's Evie. Um, but I'm just popped in quickly, because I just remembered that I had to say, so first up, we've got the very lovely Caroline, uh talking about some dramas. She's talking about two, but I think she actually forgot to say um, the title of the first one. So this is me um, just popping in to say that I googled actors and stuff, because I haven't seen it. It sounds so good. Uh, so she's talking about the drama, once again, so once again is the first drama that she's talking about. All right, take it away, Kerlin. Thank you.
1: Hi, Evie and everyone. Um, my name is Kerlin, and I won't take too much of your time. I don't really have much time right now, but um, I just wanted to say two swoony romances that um, I think are really swoony uh, and really romantic. Um, so the first one is a weekend drama that aired last year. was pretty popular in Korea. Um, it starred, girl, let me open up the little thing. It starred Lee Min Lee Jong, uh, E sang and uh, a few other people those were the two main characters um but it's basically about a family of four children and they all happen to well the first three children uh were married and they were all they all end up getting divorced and it just goes through their life uh f- finding new love or falling back in love with their ex-spouses and, um, my favorite part and the most swooniest relationship on that show was the Maknae couple. Um, they were the most cutest people. Um, so that is played by Yi, And what is their girl name? Lord have mercy. Oh, Chohi. Um, she, they, well, they both, um, uh, Yi is pretty popular right now. He, it was in, damn, what's that drama he was in? Lord have mercy. Um, he was in Youth of May, Hometown Cha Cha Cha. You know, he he's really he's really gaining some popularity this year. And Yi, she's pretty unknown, but if you've probably seen her around, uh, K drama land, she's a. Not a well known actress um but they are a couple that um arises within the drama, like they s- become friends, they don't actually know each other uh each ho e each of he's character um is about to get married in the first episode, and this is not a spoiler it literally happens in the first episode um she gets She gets married, but ends up annulling the marriage because, uh, anyway, you'll find out. Hopefully you'll find out. Um, I hope I'm explaining this well, but, um, the... Icho Yi's character, sorry, uh, she ends up having a first encounter with, um, Isangi's character, and that's where the story unfolds. And if you could take my word for it, (laughs) because I wouldn't want to spoil anything for you, they start off as friends and it just grows even more. Isang Yi is actually the one who gains feelings for her first, and it just blossoms into this really cute, giddy romance. They're so, they're not young, they're in their early 30s, but um, it's just how happy they are to be around one another and um I do believe uh if you have the chance please go ahead and watch this drama it is so fun uh the family the fam- familial aspect is so uh enjoyable and um the story is really heartwarming uh it uh, there is a caveat though ain't it um it is a so, it is a little time-consuming, but each episode is 30 minutes. And I do think that it would be worth your time. So, I hope I'm urging y'all, I'm urging y'all, if you could watch this show, it is on Viki, you would probably need the ninety nine ninety nine uh package to watch it, or uh you can watch it on Cocoa. And if you ever have the chance and if you need something that you can play in the background, uh, well, if you need something in between dramas, you can watch this drama. Um, and so the next one that I have is entitled Dinner Mate." Uh, this drama came out. I also think this drama came out last year as well. Uh, these, uh, hold on, let me check. Dinner Mate. (laughs) I should have had this open. um, yeah, so I think yes it did. It came out in May of last year. It uh is sixteen episode drama that stars Song Sung hun as well as uh So Jihe and Song Sung Hun uh previous drama he had uh he was currently in the drama Voice Four. Uh I didn't watch that, but um <laughs> um if you happen to know him from any of his previous dramas i think most people know him from my princess i think that drama aired back in uh 2009 i think i don't know um but and also soji hye obviously we all know her from crash landing on you uh love her truly love her um but this drama is it kind of has the same premise as dinner Maid. um it's uh let's see let's see okay so songung song, char- song hun's character um is a psychiatrist and um so jihe's character she is basically those uh people that work for like i don't know if you all know BuzzFeed um but it's like a content creator company, so she's one of the content creator producers, and um they both randomly meet one another and uh, uh through various happenings they um end up agreeing to be well various happenings meaning uh they randomly meet each other in coincidences i guess if that makes sense um and they eventually since they keep seeing each other around they eventually decide to keep each other company and uh decide to build a stranger relationship where they don't know each other's names, jobs, anything like that. Um, and they just eat with one another and just talk. And so it's kind of, I think that's let's eat. I wouldn't know. I've never seen it, but um, yeah, uh, it's a really beautiful romance uh, of two strangers um, eventually coming together to fall in love with one another. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I must say there is a, if you hate annoying exes, as we all do in K-drama, well, I don't know if we all do, chat. but, um, if you hate annoying exes, there is a bit of an annoying ex in this drama, but uh, please don't let that deter you. Please don't let that deter you. Uh, these two people are so uh, it's such a quiet romance in the beginning, in the beginning, sorry, <laughs> it's such a, damn, I shouldn't have even said that, but please watch it, <laughs> but, um, uh, it's such a, uh, chill romance, um, and, uh, the side characters are also pretty funny, and the relationship that builds between Sung Sung and So Ji characters, um, is very sweet, very, uh, uh, not something you see in K-dramas all the time. So, uh yeah, if you, uh if you ever happen to get the chance, it is a 16 episode drama, uh hour long obviously. And um it air I think you can watch it on iQIYI uh uh or you can Yeah, I think you can only watch it on iQIYI. But um, if you guys ever happen to get the chance, I suggest watching either Once Again or Dinner Mate. These two dramas are very soon re- worthy and have very soon worthy couples in them. Anyways, thank you so much. Hello, Lee Evie,
2: and listeners around the globe. Uh, my name is Catalina. I go by Kata and today I'm happy to participate in the guest couple and about swoony romantic dramas uh, they all have a little bit but I had to think of two because of course crash landing on you is like the, the, the most SUNY, but I'm gonna talk about two so the first one I'm gonna talk about is a mini web drama called to Jenny and it is starred by, with Kim Sung Chol, who was jailbird in Prison Playbook and one of the love, male love interest of Vincenzo. And where else have we seen him? In, in, uh, in, in more. And Jung Che-yeon, who also was in my first, first love with Jisoo and it's two episodes and you can find it in YouTube with English subtitles and it's basically sunny because he the main character which is Jung Min a guy who works in a convenience store he at school was since school in love in love with uh, our protagonist Kwon Nara happens to be named the same as the actress Uh, Kwon Nara and they were in the same high school and or middle school. I don't remember. And he went to a talent show and he just blocked. And she was always distant, but but kind to him. Like he he was known for having this blocked block moment, like stage fright, and he could not perform in public until now. And he saw her again when she went to buy something at the convenience store, and all his memories came back, and all his love and all his all his devotion and he just goes out of his way to uh, creatively pursue her in a very witty way and very cute very very cute so the sun is there all the time the looks the stares the, the how he goes out of his way and how she's so um, she also has her wounds and they heal each other and i love it because he needs to work on his stage fright and she needs to work on her self-confidence. She's a, uh, now a trainee, been a trainee forever, and she wants like a breaking moment and that's what she's pursuing. Um, and that's like, it's beautiful because there are these silences, that the unsaid, that obviously made me go, ah, this wound. So that's the first one. It's two, Jenny. I totally recommend it. It's a quick watch. Um, In YouTube. The other one is a famous one, it's I had to, I have a problem it's, I think it's a problem but I always go for the second male lead because I see them suffering so much and to me, True Beauty with Han Seo Jun, the Han Seo Jun second male lead um, that's the name of the character, was to me oh my god, I, poof he made me, although I, I do, so you have, um uh, and then you have uh, his name, Ah uh, Wu and Inyo. Uh, I forgot his name, guys. I'm so sorry. And they are in this high school. And um, So Ji Kyung is the main character, and she uh, uses the makeup tricks to cover her uh, insecurities. And, and her face in real life and she's a different person in a way and Suho discovers her, discovers the real Ji Kyung but also uh, hen, here comes um, uh, Han So Jun, a student who came back to school after some time out and he just knows Ji Kyung with wake- makeup and he just loves her so much and, and but she, obviously Ji Kyung is devoted to Suho, the. The guy who knows her for, for herself and he's against his wish falling in love and he knows he doesn't have a choice that's the way and he when he argues with Suho he, they happen to be friends before he's always saying I didn't choose this I it's like it's like I cannot do anything about it. I cannot control it because he really likes her and his all hopes until the last minute and when he realizes oh I I, I crashed with him. I totally crashed with him. So I... Like, I did like that, you know, Ji Qiang would end up with Suho. That was naturally accepted. But I was so suffered. I wanted Han se to find happiness, which I guess the drama provides, like, this open ending in terms of... It's obvious that he will find fame and all that. Sorry, guys. Spoilers. But I really thoroughly enjoyed all the swoony moments of Kyung with soo and also with Han seo Jun, uh, from his perspective. And she was always very correct to him, very kind. So I guess that is the second one. There's so many, though, um, but these two, of course, True Beauty is based on a manhwa and it, you can find it, I think, in Viki and in Asian View. Uh, that you can watch with a VPN, I guess. <laughs> um, and I don't know. Those are mm-hmm. one that I usually revisit on YouTube, special scenes and stuff like that, behind the scenes. Those swoony moments that make me remember those. Ah, swoon, swoon, swoon. <laughs> so I hope um, you, if you have not seen these two, I recommend them both. And I'm happy to reconnect with you later. Um, Thank you for having me, and there you go. Swoony Romantic K-Dramas.
3: Hi, Evie. It's Catherine. Um, I am stuck in L.A. traffic, so I'm going to do this recording. I'll listen back to see if it's nothing but uh, car sounds. Hopefully not. Um, Okay. I love this topic. Thank you for asking about it. Because um, I think that we don't talk enough about how much, like, swoon-worthy moments in a drama can really make the drama. Um, so, okay, I have my number one, the one that won, and then I have a few runners-up. Um, so number one is healer, the drama healer. Uh and of course I don't <laughs> I'm driving so I don't have uh the names of anybody or the actors, um, but I know that it stars Parkman Young. Um and oh my god, what is his name? I can't look it up right now. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Okay. I think that what really makes this drama so swoony is the build up, like the yearning because the main guy is um, like a rooftop vigilante and can't reveal himself. And, of course, he takes on a, like, undercover role at the same journalist place that um, our female lead works at, but he's, like, pretending to be someone totally different. So she's falling in love kind of with both of them, but, like, it's him the whole time, and he just loves her so much. And this actor does, like... Puppy dog eyes so well, he also does kisses so well. So there's a few moments that I remember, and I wish that I had my notes with me to tell me, like, what episode they start at, um, but one is, like, their first kiss on a rooftop, she can't see who he is, but, like, she knows it's healer, uh, but she can't see his face, I should say, um, and I think that's their first kiss, and honestly, like, there's so many other super sweet moments, like when he confesses again on a rooftop as his alter ego. Like, oh my God, but it's actually him. Like he is being himself and it's so vulnerable and sweet. Oh my God. It's just so sweet. And then when they finally get together, it's amazing. Like it the show does a great job of building up to not only them getting together, but her learning who he is and how is she going to react when she learns. And, yeah, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but, like, when they finally get together and, like, kiss and consummate their relationship, it is not just, like, an amazing (laughs) kissing scene. It's just, like, the culmination of so much. It's really satisfying and great. So... My number one recommendation, and I feel like a lot of other people are going to recommend this, it's Healer. Um, So go watch Healer if you haven't yet. I feel like it was 2016, 2017. Okay, runner-up. Number one runner-up, and Evie, I know you didn't like this show, but I loved this show. It's called I Am Not a Robot. And uh, I think something that actually really worked for me was the fact that there's – this trope in it of like he can't the main guy can't touch humans except he can touch her because they think she's a robot but she's not a robot. It's not a robot romance. Um but what that means is that like they develop this really special intimacy. Um and yeah, I think that when like the male leaf can only touch like the female leaf It definitely adds, like, something to the mix that's really exciting. And so they have some very sweet kiss scenes towards the end of the drama. I thought it paid off really well. Um, Spoilers, because he can finally, like, uh, unleash. Because, like, he's cured, kind of. At least where she's concerned.
4: Um,
3: And then, so that's I Am Not a Robot. That's a runner-up. Second runner-up also has the... um, (laughs) Can't touch anyone except for her trope. And I'm currently watching it. It's actually, it's Clean with Passion for Now. And the first two episodes, I almost dropped it because it was just so much silliness, like kind of ridiculous silliness that I wasn't into. But I'm going to say that by episode four, I was hooked, and I'm really loving it so far. Um, I have not finished it, but what I will say is that – I'm on, like, episode nine now, and the tension between the two leads is very, very swoony, and I've seen enough GIFs on Twitter and Tumblr to know that they have some very good kisses coming up. So that's a show that I'm really enjoying right now, mostly for the chemistry between the two leads and, like, the swoony moments. Um, Clean with passion for now. As I am saying this, I am realizing that I totally have a thing for this trope where, like, the main guy can't, touch people or things but there's like something different about her oh my gosh I'm so silly but that's all right I love it and then my third runner up is one that I think a lot of people have watched uh it's okay not to be okay or it's okay to not be okay um yeah just really good kisses the two main leaves are so attractive and just look really good together Excellent chemistry. And same thing as all of these recommendations, the buildup, I think, is what makes the swooniness, like, so much better um, because the two main leads really do have some things that they need to get past and work on in order to be together. Um, and when they get there, it's very sexy, really freaking good. Um, so highly recommend So in order, the four that I recommend, my number one for swoonyness is healer. Number two, I am not a robot. Number three, clean with a passion for now. And number four is it's okay to not be okay. Thank you so much for doing this uh, guest gab. And if anyone would like to chat with me about K-dramas, I'm on Instagram at Katherine Bourne-Taylor. I also have a really good K-drama spreadsheet that I spent a lot of time on, and I made it before I realized that there are websites that literally do that for you. But it's linked in my bio. So anyway, feel free to reach out to me, buddy. And, yeah, Evie knows that I love chatting K-dramas at any and all times of the day. So take care, everyone, and happy K-drama watching.
5: Hi Evie and fellow podcast listeners, it's Liliana here. I hope everyone's doing okay in their corner of the world. So the topic for this guest episode is Swoony romance, and as soon as Evie suggested it, I knew exactly which drama to talk about, since it's one of my highest rated romances and definitely a favourite for this year. As Evie mentioned a couple of episodes back, I'm the Liliana who keeps suggesting C dramas, and this time is no different. I bring you an epic Chinese swoony romance. Before you discard this, hear me out. I offer you, in fact, two dramas, one and only, followed by Forever and Ever. These two dramas, although separate, are part of the same story, as the main couple from one and only is reincarnated into the same characters for Forever and Ever. This is because in China, reincarnation stories are actually banned and cannot pass censorship to obtain their license to be able to air. So the writers came up with this clever workaround. Two dramas, which at first glance are separate, even though they are completely interwoven. One and Only is a period-setting drama. The story centers around, and sorry, I'm about to butcher some pronunciation, Zhou <laughs> Chang Chen, played by the brilliant Alan Wren a general whose uncle is the emperor and Shi Yi, played by the amazing Bai Lu, a daughter of a nobleman with a concubine. Through a certain chain of events, Shi Yi becomes Chan Chang's apprentice. To absolve himself from a claim to the throne, Chan Chang swears to never marry. Now we can all imagine where this is going. Both leads fall desperately in love. A love which can never be and is destined for tragedy. Not only is Chung Chen under vow to never marry, but Shi Yi is already engaged to a prince nonetheless. And this prince will never let her go, no matter what. This means that one and only is full of longing looks between our main couple. They show... Their love without touch but through caring actions. One and Only also utilises scenery to add to the romance. You often can see our main couple in beautiful winter clothes against snow-covered mountains. This theme of love carries over into Forever and Ever, in which Alan Wren and Bai Lu come back together together as Zhou Chung chan and Shi Yi, but this time in a modern set drama, where chung chan is an awkward chemistry professor and Shi Yi a moderately famous voice actress. They meet at an airport. Shi Yi is dubbing a current drama, which happens to follow their story in the past. She finds the fact that Chang Chen shares his name with the character of the drama Fascinating, hence runs through the airport to introduce herself. Then the drama moves moves at lightning speed and Chang Chen and Xi get swept into a whirlwind romance. By whirlwind romance, I literally mean that. They are engaged by episode four. By saying that, it means that it might lead you to think, what more can there be? But Chang Chen comes from a wealthy family, which he is meant to become head of. This poses its own set of problems. However, our main couple is not only incredibly strong as a pairing, but also very sure of their love for each other. So every time you think noble idiocy will come up, the drama surprises and never goes there. That makes this romance even more swoony to me. Another big reason this drama is so swoony and well done, to me, is our main leads, Alan Wren and Bai Lu. Their chemistry is insanely good. They have love shining in their eyes, but then other scenes, they sizzle on screen. Or the scenes in which they quietly support each other. It all adds to this beautiful love story. All the tragedy and heartbreak we receive in One & Only is given to us tenfold as love and sweet moments in Forever & Ever. This romance spans thousands of years. And the little details connecting both dramas, such as in the opening scene of Forever & Ever, Shi Yi is working on dubbing a scene, which so happens to be the ending scene of One & Only. These little details make this drama even more interesting to watch. I truly loved these dramas, but be warned, you'll need tissues for one and only. But then Forever and Ever comes in, and like a balm, it soothes all those aches away. If you're a fan of swoony romance, I highly recommend giving these two dramas as a pair, one and only first, followed by Forever and Ever a try. I hope you've enjoyed this little ramble of mine and if anyone tries them let me know thank you so much for this Evie you're amazing I hope everyone keeps safe and enjoying their dramas
4: bye so this is my recording for the swoony romance my name is Jerry Hertel and I've been listening to Evie for a while And um, when she put out the original opening, there were three choices. The swoony romance, the best or keenest actors, actresses, and uh, best tropes. So I posted at that time that the moon embracing the sun had all those things in it. And with that in mind, I've been thinking about what I wanted to say and... I'm using that kind of structure to tell you or talk about why I think it's a swoony romance. Um, Primarily, for me, that movie introduced me to a lot of actors, a lot of swoony actors and actresses. And I think also that because it's so swoony, a lot of tropes were involved in that. One of my favorites of swoony K-dramas is when they're doing uh, historical dramas and they use their sleeve and their arm to sort of swoop the woman, she's falling or he's hiding her or uh, whatever. It's just a real quick movement, but it, it's a really impressive one and that's really a swoony thing for me. And that's also a trope that you find in a lot of other movies. Um, in opposition to that, uh, the other swoony romance I just I don't know why I go back to it but it's called The Great Doctor or maybe it's Faith with Lee Min Ho and for some reason that movie has all the feels in it and I guess when I say all the feels it's what uh, our our favorite actors and actresses live to do for us and what the genre itself is is primarily doing and so If you, those are two very different movies and two very different approaches, but they have a lot of similarities in them. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned about K drama is that they're the background for how these dramas. Are, well, what is a trope, I guess, is a metaphor. So if the metaphor in, in America is the good guys always win and they ride off into the sunset and live happily ever after, in a lot of these movies, the good guys don't win and they don't live happily ever after. But in swoony movies and in these particular ones, they take that and then sort of tilt it on its head and make it in opposition or um, the anti-metaphor of of what they're doing, but it's still um holding to those same traditions and with a Judeo-Christian background that good guy always wins and for good versus evil versus the uh Korean sort of their theology of the self being the most important. And and so those two metaphors are kind of opposed and I think that's what makes me like k-dramas as much as i do and um so in moon embracing the sun i think the way that i could describe the most swooniest about it is it's so dramatic and the the and that's good bad indifferent things it's just every part of watching it is very very dramatic and there are some funny things that happen in there that always make me laugh like um, it seems like a lot of in k-dramas they have these sidekicks and the sidekicks are sort of the humor that our main character can't reveal or can't do and in that particular movie the uh, guy who always accompanies the prince has to stand and face the wall like he at as they get older as they grow together they don't there's no even dialogue between them it's just a series of looks and then he's facing the wall so it's that is the humor that the main character can't really do but it's all contained in that image of of the king and and whatever so i don't really know how to end this i'm not cr- I'm not sure if I did this right, but um I think uh the the part that I was trying to do was talk about the when you talk about the swooniness for me that's the drama and the the feels I get all the feels they don't really hold back, so I hope I conveyed that I'm not sure I did it very well, but um here's decay drama oh and Grab your fist because we keep fighting. Thank you.
6: Hey, hey, it's Vicky here, and I'm excited to be returning on another guest gavel. So, swoony romance, hey? So, I actually voted for tropes, but I had a good feeling that swoony romance would win because I'm pretty sure we are all suckers for K-drama romance, the sneaking looks, the careful placing of a blanket or a jacket when one is asleep, the awkward standing close, the falling and tripping and accidentally kissing. Actually, actually, the tripping over nothing and landing in a kiss makes me laugh so much because I have a nerve disease that affects the feeling and function in my feet and my toes and I trip, I trip over pretty frequently for a grown-up and I am yet to land on a hot Korean pair of lips or any lips. being caught and spun around and stared at and as everything freezes and then this ballad begins to play. (laughs) Anyway, one can wish and hope, right? Actually, uh, right. So actually, I thought this topic um, today would be easy for me considering I love to watch a good swoony kiss, but I was telling my husband, Tim, how I've been struggling to find one that really does it for me. I think for me it could be that I enjoy certain elements from K-drama romances and then there are parts I just dislike so much, like the wrist grabbing and that stoic dickheady approach of, you know, you, you're not pretty, <laughs> um, all of that. And then, you know, behind the scenes you see that they, you know, that they do care for the person, but they don't show it for like forever. But despite the struggle of me trying to find a a Sweeney romance, I was able to find a couple of standouts for me. So the first is the romance in Rookie Historian between the sheltered Prince Yi Rim, who was, um, by the way, who I chose as my favorite character on a previous guest gabble. And so it's between him and the historian Gu Hai Rung. And it is such a feel-good, happy, satisfying romance without really any meanness between the characters. It was really straightforward and it was really satisfying for me. I loved how them spending time together was not suspicious or out of place, which gave them a lot of time, or us a lot of time, to watch their relationship unfold and a bond form. Instead of the usual stubbornness and deflection of feelings and insults, So to me, it just seemed sweet because he was quite clueless and I suppose childlike in a way when it came to the world around him. Then we got to watch him fall in love with um, Guha Rung, but he was also falling in love with the world and seeing the world for what it is. And she was, um, you know, very cynical about love, I think, at the beginning. But, you know, she changed. (laughs) They both changed throughout and it was really nice. So it was. Such a beautiful, feel-good, love-blossoming kind of love story. The second romance I'm going to share is more of a mature, established kind of relationship rather than a swoony romance, but I appreciated it a lot. So this one is from Mystic Pop-Up Bar, and between the main characters, Will Jew and Chief Gui, my pronunciation is probably really way off, but that just bear with me. So, uh, Walju owns the pop-up bar, and Chief Gui is the manager of the pop-up bar, and basically like her sidekick and her go-to. Um, so, the story is basically Walju needs to settle grudges or problems of a hundred thousand souls in order to move on to or into the afterlife from a past crime. And Chief Gui is a detective of the afterlife and the pop-up bars kind of like a just where they're stationed and Do the things they do <laughs> Um, And their relationship throughout the series is not really a romantic one although their bond and their Interactions really does resemble like an old married couple and I think that's the vibe we're supposed to get from that as the series progresses Um, It is revealed through flashbacks to about 500 years ago that she and the prince of the time um, were in love and this prince wanted to marry her. Things went tragic, it was announced he was to marry another woman and she ended up killing herself and she was also pregnant with his child. And then it is revealed, it turns out that the prince is actually Chief Gui. But Walju doesn't know this. So we kind of get to realize that Chief Gui has known who he is and who she is the whole time, whilst Walju has no clue. She just continues to feel tortured that her love was going to marry another and felt betrayed and has a lot of anger issues. Um, But even though us, the audience sees that he didn't choose to marry someone else and had the what happened after she killed herself and how devastated he was when, you know, when she died. So in the end, the truth comes out and they are able to rekindle their love. But what I loved about this romance is that we get to see the beginnings of their love when they are young and they're passionate and, but also how they interact in an established relationship. Although it wasn't a romantic one, it felt like a bond, a reliance on each other the idea of things not needing to be spoken about to be understood by each other and then you know you get them once they realize everything they find their spark again and they're finally able to be together and they're able to be a family because the child she was pregnant with is also in the story in um, the whole reincarnation storyline that they have in the in the show now, I loved this because even though I love the idea of new, young and exciting love, my husband and I have been together for 16 years, um, so since we were like 20, and it is nice to see an importance or an emphasis on these longer relationships, on the established ones where you become closer over time. So I just really love that. Now, I'm going to wrap up with a bonus swoony moment, and not the ones I make up in my head because I do that too, (laughs) Um, but it also wasn't from a K-drama. It was from a, a novel set in the Joseon time, and this is the scene, basically. So, it's a stormy night, there's this mysterious man, there's this passionate, stolen kiss without a word, rain pounding all around. Hands in hair, um, very, very swoony, and it was from a book I read called Promised Dream. <laughs> so, um, but it took me by surprise and I loved it, and it's one of the main love scenes, um, romance scenes that have stayed with me over time so it's technically not a k-drama but I wanted to share that <laughs> okay so I'm excited to see what other um, romance swoony romances come up in this podcast because I really need to find some because this was hard for me this time <laughs> okay all right thanks bye
7: Hi everybody, this is Lizzie and once again I'm super chuffed to be invited to speak at this guest gabble. So thanks Evie and listeners. It's so good to share with one another about favourite swoony romance dramas and I'm super excited to both talk about it with you and also to hear from all of you about what your favourites are. Well, I can say that the topic of swoony romances is very close to my heart. I Just like Evie, I do love romance as a genre and romance dramas are the very reason that I fell in love with K-dramas. Um, I think you probably will all agree with me when I say that um, K-dramas do romance so well, so well. Um, honestly, there's really virtually nothing that compares to K-drama romances for me. And there are so many of them that I love, and I'm going to talk about a couple of them in a bit, Um, but I also just wanted to talk about some of the ingredients that work so well for me in a K-drama. First of all, I would say that the key thing that really works for me is that the romance always evolves slowly. It builds from the characters first noticing that they're feeling something um, to the point where they finally have the courage to confess. And then, of course, the kiss, the all-important kiss that follows I really do like the slow evolution uh, because I think, really, firstly, it just feels realistic. Um, you don't have to make any mad leaps about how these two people just who just met have somehow fallen in love Romeo and Juliet style at first sight, uh, which never feels quite satisfying to me. The characters come to realise their feelings as they come to know each other. That is what feels really satisfying to me. Um, The second thing I really love is that K-dramas aren't afraid to be sentimental, goofy or tropey. I mean, let's face it, all stories contain tropes, no matter what the genre. But for some reason, most people seem to be hardest on romance tropes. Um, You know, you hear this all the time. It's such a cliche, um, all of that sort of stuff. But you know what? I love cliches. (laughs) Give me all the cliches and tropes. I think that they are just delightful. I think they're delicious. Um, You know, quite frankly, I don't really want to watch things that are edgy and unpredictable. I don't want art house. I just want the warm and cozy comfort of a satisfying romance that makes me smile and warms my heart. That's what I want to watch. My favourite tropes are the ones where the couple are thrown together. Um, I love a fake romance, you know, where they're pretending to be together, perhaps a forced cohabitation or some other reason that's forcing them to spend time together. I really love having a bickering chemistry um, because I think it shows that they are each other's intellectual match and it's just really fun to watch. And finally, of course, a good kiss, uh, the sort of kiss that makes you swoon. I think I've mentioned this the last time I spoke, but I really don't like the kisses where they're like two mannequins, like pressing their faces against each other. They're like two stunned mullets. A good kiss has to have um, lips moving, has to show the hunger that they have for each other. If I can get engaged in watching the couple falling in love, if I feel tingles when they finally kiss, if I care about them both and I want to fantasize about their happy ending, then for me, that's a really good romance. Um, I actually recently watched, you know, one of the newer K-dramas, which I think, you know is. is probably one of the sort of edgier ones or more contemporary ones and I can't say that I loved it and I, I'm sorry to anyone who did really enjoy it but it didn't really work for me the drama is called nevertheless and um, I think it was quite popular actually but yeah I, I was quite disappointed to me it felt like too much like a Western romance story um, it was all about sort of sexual chemistry coming first and then the feelings coming after. And I've just realised I just I just don't enjoy that as much. Um, in that one, I, like, I just thought that the male character, the male lead was so awful to the point where I actually didn't want them to get together because he was just no good for her. I just wanted her to run screaming in the other direction, um, especially because the second male lead was so perfect, so lovely, everything that she should have wanted and that I would have wanted, but she somehow fell in love with the with the lead anyway. But I look, I just didn't buy it. It just didn't make sense. It didn't did not work um, for me. Obviously, it worked for some people. Um, Anyway, back to my favourite ingredients. Um, One of the other things I really love is the attention to detail in in a K-drama. For example, things like the way that they might zoom in on a a hand tentatively reaching towards another hand, perhaps the fingers linking together, um, a, a focus on the lips so that we know that one character is thinking about kissing the other. I love the way you, that we can read via this attention to detail in the body language, what, just what's happening. I really, I love that so much. Um, I recently watched Reply 1988, which I totally loved. Um, and one of my absolutely favorite moments in that drama um, was with the second male lead, who I was so disappointed didn't get the girl. I really wanted him to get the girl, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, anyway, in this Drama. Um, the The second male lead has a very bickering friendship with the female lead, um, and they have this moment where they they're running away uh, from the school principal, and they have they squeeze themselves into this narrow gap between two buildings, um, and it forces them to press their bodies up against each other as they wait to you know for the danger to pass, kind of thing. And the way that it's filmed is just gold. I love it. Um, You can see him notice that she's female. Obviously, she's pressed up against him and he can feel her body. Um, And then, of course, he responds physically, a teenage boy, you know, with a girl pressed up against him. I think you know what I mean. Um, And that makes her realize for the first time that there might be a physical attraction between them, that they're not, you know, they've been friends since they were kids, but suddenly now they are grown up. Um, There's no dialogue. There's just a whole lot of close-ups, facial expressions, really great camera work. And as an audience, we know exactly what's happening and we feel the thrill of it. I I love that so much. And I do see that a lot in K-dramas. I think that's something they just do so, so well. Um, Okay, so I should finally get to the dramas that I wanted to talk about today. And funnily enough, both of them star Park Min Young, who I think always has amazing chemistry with her male leads. I just love her so much i have so much love for this actress i think she's she's great she's not only stunningly beautiful um but i think she also feels quite approachable she just feels like someone that you would be friends with um she just feels really real and i don't know this i just love her i think she's so great um and like there's, as I said earlier, and I'm sure it's the case with you all, there's plenty um, more romance, swoony romance dramas that I love that I could talk about, but I think these are the ones that just popped into my head when I thought about this topic. So I thought I better narrow it down to just two, otherwise I'll be boring you to death, um, talking on and on. Um, okay, so the first one uh, is the drama healer. Um, this this drama was super swoony for me. I'll admit it's partly because I think Ji Chang-wook is one of the most beautiful men alive, uh, which always helps. But I think it's also because of the perfect setup. Um, you have a plucky female lead, tick. You have a mysterious and psychologically wounded male lead who is strong but vulnerable at the same time, tick. You have mystery and adventure, tick and you have a romance story that's like a superhero romance um Chae Young Shin is uh that's the character that um Park Min Young plays she's in love with the persona of Healer or So Jung Hu. um but unbeknownst to her she's also having a real life relationship with the man who is pretending to be somebody else so tick 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 tick, (laughs) ticked ticks on my boxes um so Healer tries to, actually does try to woo her as his alter ego. He's pretending to be like a, a bumbling Clark Kent type um, reporter called Park Bong Su, who is actually working under her supervision. Um, but she just has stars in her eyes for for Healer, um, you know, and, and, the, and trying to understand the mystery behind Healer. Um, and because he, he really... Um, Ji Cheng Wu's character does healer does fall for her hard and fast um he he tries to give her what she wants um to, is into romance her as healer but his dilemma is he can't reveal who he is he can't show his face um so he really tries to give her what she wants without um you know without taking the risk of being unmasked and so there's this fantastic scene where they have a date and he has to stay hidden in the shadows at all times um and so she's ostensibly like doing everything um on her own and but he's she knows he's nearby um i just think that's so so good um and my favorite moment is actually um when they go to a cinema to watch a movie. So she's, the you know, he's ensured that the whole cinema is empty. It's just her sitting there. He's up the back um, in shadow where she can't see him, but she knows that he's there. Um, and then as she leaves the cinema, he grabs her hand. And so they're facing in opposite directions. He's in the dark, she's in the light. But they have this moment of just intense sweetness. And then the camera zooms in on him weaving his fingers through hers. Ah, <sighs> Honestly, that just makes me melt. Um, You can really feel the longing they have for one another. Um, They're both wonderful characters. You can't help but love them. Uh, And there are obstacles, obviously, both internal obstacles in terms of their own trauma and healing, but also external obstacles, you know, based on the situation that they're in um, to make it hard for them to be together. But when they do finally come together, it is amazing. Um, The kiss scene um, and and all of the sort of skinship that happens beforehand because he's becomes quite unwell and, and she's trying to nurse him back to health and he's really cold so she has to wrap herself around him and he's a bit delirious and, you know, he thinks she's, you know, he thinks he's dreaming and so he holds her and they're just holding each other. Um, and then when he finally comes to and, and realises that she actually is there, um, he tries to push her away, she refuses to be pushed away and then he just cannot hold it anymore. He just grabs her and kisses her with an intensity that is just oh uh, it's so good it's so good I'm smiling right now as I picture it uh, I've watched it so many times but I think I'm probably just gonna have to re-watch that scene after I finish recording this because it's just so good um the second drama is Her Private Life, obviously also starring Park Min Young. Um, in this drama, she plays Sung Dok Mi, uh, and her co star is Kim Jay Wook, who plays the character Ryan Gold. Um, I love this. Drama so much. Uh, I've watched it multiple times. Um, it's lightest and and light and fluffy as they come. Um, it, it's a romantic comedy. It really does lean into the comedy, but it also knows when it needs to be a great romance. Um, it's just the perfect blend. Again, the setup is super cute. Um, She's the curator of an art gallery and she has a secret life as a fangirl, which she doesn't want to let any of her colleagues know because it feels like it's a bit unprofessional or a bit young, a young thing for her to be doing. Um, But she's absolutely fangirling over a member of a band called um, White Ocean Um, and and the particular member of that band called Cha Xian, who is played by Jung Jae Won. And I last saw him in a Korean odyssey where he played, um, ultimately, we find out, is the son of Devil King Woo, for anyone who's seen that drama, um, which I loved him in that drama, but he's just really super sweet in this one as well. Um, so as I mentioned, Cha Cha-shia, is a member of the band White Ocean, and Doc runs a fan site that's dedicated to him. Um, Ryan Gold comes into the picture when he is brought in from the USA where he's been living um, to manage the art gallery where Doc Me works. Um, He's a well-respected artist, but he hasn't been able to paint for years and no one knows why. So there's this sort of mystery that gets set up there. Um, The relationship absolutely starts off with that bickering tone, um, but it, it, you know, it becomes something more when the two of them are forced to stage a fake relationship. Um, and the reason for that, again, the whole lead up to that is hilarious. But essentially, it's because Docme is uh, photographed wearing a jacket. It's actually Ryan Gold's jacket, but it's a, it's quite a rare jacket that um, White Ocean fans know Xi'an owns. And so everyone in the fandom assumes that Xi'an is dating him, um, and they're out for blood. They egg her. They do all sorts of horrible things to her. It's pretty awful. I don't know how true that is uh in sort of the fan community but um it, for her own safety and and to sort of fix the problem he um ryan gold offers to pretend to date her so they clarify no the jacket is not um shian's it's ryan gold's we're dating blah 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 of course ryan gold coincidentally lives in the same building etc etc um so they have to go on dates and, and get photographed to sort of convince the fan the Fandom that you know that she's not dating Shian, she's dating Ryan Gold, and of course, it starts to lead to real feelings developing. Both of them start feeling something more, they don't want to stop fake dating, they want to start real dating, but they don't know how to really tell each other that. Um, there's, of course, all the usual misunderstandings to delay their path to confessing their real feelings to each other. Um, but when they finally do, oh boy, do the sparks fly again. This kiss scene. I really do think it's the kiss scene that really gets me with the Sweeney romance. That's the swoon in Sweeney. Um, this kiss scene is super good. Um, it's so good. And it's long. It's really long. And it goes over two episodes. So like it gives us half of it at the end of one episode. And then in the recap, at the start of the next episode, we we get that bit again, plus some more added on to the end. And oh, it's so good. It's epic. It's super, super swoony. And you know, you just have to watch it on repeat because it just gives tingles after tingles. Um, The other thing that I actually really love about this drama which is a bit different. um, I really do love this is that Even though they got together about halfway through the drama, um, there was no reasons created to break them up and then get them back together as they sometimes do. I actually did expect that. I thought, okay, now they're together, they're going to find a reason to break them up. They didn't do that. They really surprised me. Um, And the second half of the drama focuses more on, um, well, plenty of moments of sweetness between the two of them as they sort of navigate their new romance. Um, Lots of Sweeney moments, more Sweeney kisses, um, lots of fun sort of, Stuff that goes on um, that's really fun and enjoyable and entertaining to watch. Um, but also, it focuses on uncovering the reason why Ryan stopped painting and the resolution of his early life trauma. It does contain that classic K-drama trope where it turns out that Dokmi's family and Dokmi herself are part of his story and the trauma that occurred to him, um, they knew each other as children, etc. cetera. Um, but I actually do really like the way that the layers are slowly peeled back to unveil the truth behind the mystery. Um, and I really like the way that Doc Me supports Ryan in being able to start drawing again. That scene is really swoony and super romantic. It's just beautiful. Um, I really enjoyed watching the evolution of their relationship beyond getting together. It was actually a real treat for, to not just end with them getting together, but to actually spend more time with them. Um, and I know that the romantic tension was gone in terms of the will they won't they romantic tension ha- had been resolved but i felt that there was still plenty of interest in their growth and and in navigating other hurdles and also the poor broken heart of the second male lead who i did really love as well um so there's still plenty of, of stuff to hold your interest and make it really enjoyable <sighs> well i should probably stop there before i take up an hour of your time um there's so many other romance, Sweeney romance dramas that I love equally well, but there's just not enough time to talk about them all. So maybe in the next guest gabble, but thank you everyone. And thanks Evie for giving us this opportunity again to, um, to talk about it, Sweeney romance dramas. And I hope that you're all having a great day wherever you are and that K-dramas continue to work their magic for you like they do for me. Okay. Bye everyone.
0: Hello everybody, uh, this is Evie again um, at the end of this guest gabble episode and I'm here with special guest G. Say hello G.
8: Hello G. Uh,
0: so don't say that.
8: You said I'd say hello G. Oh,
0: Alright, what a dad joke. <laughs> You're not even a dad. Um, so that really threw me off. <laughs> um, so we're here to talk about, because it's a guest gabble episode, um, so we're here to talk about the guest gavel theme topic. For this week. Okay. Um and so I, I had a theme topic that I wanted you to elaborate on to okay. do with K dramas. And the topic is Swoony romance.
8: Swoony romance.
0: Yes. Uh, what, what you got? W- to do with K dramas. Do you like... have a favourite one?
8: <laughs> uh what,
0: I what's one you've seen? <laughs>
8: gosh, what's a swoony romance? I don't know, I wouldn't even be able to tell. Like I think my my eyes glaze over a little bit when the Sweeney romance starts to happen. It's it's probably my least, the thing I'm into the least in K-dramas. Wow. Or This any... might be
0: the problem that you have with K-dramas because the Sweeney romance is like, mm. it's really the main, or I think it's one of the main or the main draw card of yeah. watching K-dramas.
8: And yeah, if that's what you like, then I think, you know, K-dramas will hold you in good stead. I think so um, too. But if it's not what you like, then, then it's a problem. You find yourself <laughs> pidgeting and sort of like going, well, when is this gonna end? Out know? of
0: all the swoony romances <laughs> you have seen, mm-hmm. what would be the best one?
8: I don't know. I can't even tell you. Like, I mean, I do remember that bit what was the what was the drama where the um the the shopping centre collapses?
0: Oh, just between lovers.
8: Just between lovers, yeah. And then there's a the bit where she's like running up the stairs. And she falls into him <laughs> and they instead of like what a normal people would be like, Oh gosh, sorry, and just sort of like walk away, they're like just sort of leaning on each other and she's sort of like on him and wow. he's holding her. And it was like this kind of like freeze frame, slow motion moment. Say, and I was like, wow. That's...
0: that's the least swooniest part of that very I, swoony drama. I know,
8: but I was like, that would never happen. Yeah, but that
0: wasn't life. a that was a tropey bit. That wasn't a okay. swoony bit.
8: I don't know. What's a swoony romance? I guess um uh the only like What
0: about a rung in the magistrate?
8: Uh, I can't really remember that. I'm thinking huh. of Flower of Evil. There's not really a swoony romance in that, but I really liked, you know, Eun junkie in that. So and I liked, great. I liked about two thirds of that show, that yeah. whole that whole season. Ooh, and what about... there was moments between him and uh, what's this character called again? in that? and Jiwon?
0: Jiwon. Maybe.
8: Well done. Um, and like there is some really nice. I wouldn't call it a swoony. If anything, there's, there's, there's a lot more real moments between mm. them. Like, which that's the kind of thing I like. I go, yeah, that's I can see that happening. Like, there's some stuff that was pretty mad at that bit where she kisses him and, like, he's just, like, unmoving, like, a statue and oh. looking over her shoulder. And she doesn't notice that. how weird this is that she's just kissing, like, a limp fish man. Um... <laughs> But, a like,
0: limp fishman. Mostly
8: their stuff, especially. I wonder like, if Adrian e.
0: junkies ever been described as a limp fishman. Well, no, or...
8: he he's so good an actor. He was playing the perfect limp fishman. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think two thirds of that, the stuff in that drama, the particularly stuff that I really liked in that show. I think that was them playing like a kind of like a real couple, like a real solid yeah, couple, yeah. and like that was a good romance. Like it was, and mm. that's why I think for that show it was quite interesting to watch their whole like marriage kind of almost completely fall apart and everything, you know, because mm. they really did that. So realistically, yeah, they at felt the start. like
0: a real couple, like exactly. they're kind of the difference between what is Sweeney romance on TV and what's actually Sweeney romance in, in real, real life, life. which yeah. I think is very, very different. And like, yeah. I love Sweeney romance on TV, yeah. but in real life, it's not really what you want. It's like what you want in real life is kind of that, yeah. you know, solid friendships yeah
8: of. but it's more like depth it's different to like yeah. the realistic kind. and of it's one. more
0: about small gestures that yeah. might not really look that swoony on tv but a yeah. swoony in real life
8: like like when he's you know he's cooking breakfast for the yeah. daughter and like she watches that and like that's the kind of love like feels yeah. you know like so that kind of stuff that's, so that's
0: real life swooniness.
8: yeah that's i guess that i don't know is that, is that that's a great a discussion you won i did I, I was really competing
0: against yourself
8: yes oh, okay you won <laughs> <laughs> all right I guess i don't one know point what to won. me Zero point to me? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I guess we'll end it here. Do I get a prize? Uh, get you a treat.
8: A treat. Okay.
0: But you'll have to buy it yourself because you're going to the city today and I'm not.
8: Well, okay. All right. I'll treat myself then today. I think that's a good
0: idea. <laughs> um, and I hope that all the listeners also treat themselves. Yeah.
8: Treat yourselves nice. Treat yourself
0: nice. Yeah. Or to go, a small treat, listeners. Buy
8: a big or small thing. Whatever it is that you
0: like. <laughs> that's pretty loose go have
8: a a biscuit or something or a cookie if that's what you call them
0: whatever whatever you like a biscuit or a cookie
8: anything depending
0: where you are around the world i think we'll stop this here because uh, (laughs) it's dribbling onwards in a weird direction um, all right, thanks, G, for your input into this week's Guest Gabble Swoony Romance edition. Of no the worries,
8: and thanks for inviting me to chit-chat about that Chit-chat thing. about that. Yes. <laughs> Whatever it was.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to have to get you to watch a different drama, otherwise every single answer on these is always just going to be flower of evil, because it's the only one you've seen it's, recently. It's, no,
8: no, it's not the only one I've seen recently. It's the one it's that had true. the most impact. On there me.
0: wasn't really any Swoony Romance in Squid Game, was there? <laughs>
8: No, there wasn't. That was really good, though. It
0: was, but it wasn't a Sweeney romance kind of answer. Anyway, we're going to go. Okay. All right. Bye. Hi, everybody. It is me again. It's Evie. I'm by myself. This time, I thought that I would also enjoy to weigh in on this very fun topic, Um, uh, swoony romances. And I feel it's really interesting to me. Um, I am similar to some of the other speakers and guests today in that swoony romance is basically i think kind of why i watch drama um it's sort of the main draw point anyway it's the thing that i love about k-dramas because i feel like k-dramas and also other asian dramas just do romance in such a swoony way like with so much focus on it um In saying that, I still love dramas that might have less focus on romance, too. Like some of my favorite dramas, weirdly enough, aren't, you know, hugely romantic. Um, But I do think the whole swoony thing is that's what I'm here for, I guess. (laughs) Um, So it was interesting to me because I was trying to think, so what, you know, there's so many dramas I've watched that I love. There's so many swoony ones that I love. What was the one that kind of stood out? And it's funny, like immediately I thought of um, Just Between Lovers, also known as Rain or Shine. So this is the 16-episode kind of romance mellow, I guess, from 2018. And this is one uh, stars the actor Lee Jun ho uh, and also the actress Won Jin-ah. So Won Jin-ah, I think, is currently starring or has a role in the Netflix K-drama Hellbound. Um, She's also been in other ones like Melting Me Softly, I think. And Lee Jun ho is from is it Wok in the Box? (laughs) I don't know, something about a wok, a cook, a cooking drama. And he's also starring in, I think it's called Red Sleeve Cuff at the moment, which I'm just going to say, I'm obsessed with this drama. There's only been four episodes out that I've watched so far, but I just cannot get enough. But anyway, that's a different topic. Um, Well, it's not really, because it's very, very swoony. (laughs) So swoony. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so I really like this whole thing. This was the drama that stuck in my head as one of the most, for me personally, like, swooniest dramas ever. And I was trying to think, like, what is it about this one? And I think it's so swoony for me because there is it's almost, it's really weird when I think about it. it, sounds really strange, but it's like there's all this unsaid stuff between the characters, there's all these like really quiet moments, and I feel like this, these characters are so messed up, they have so much trauma in their pasts, that when they like get to these very small moments in the drama where they have these tiny moments of connection, or you know, really small gestures, or you know, small touches, like it means so much like these moments in the show and I found them so swoony and although like obviously kiss scenes and that kind of like swoony tension is like I love that stuff so much and there is like some of that in this drama as well but some of the moments that stood out to me were so like small I think that's so weird um because I love all the kissing stuff like so much obviously um but there's this one scene in this one where you know the main character played by oh you know the female lead played by Won Jina, you know she gets really drunk or whatever and she's out with the male lead Gung Doo and they're down like at the I don't know like at the port basically um and it's getting dark and they just sit next to each other and I think she kisses him but like it's kind of like she's kind of drunk she doesn't really know what's going on and then he just sits there with her head on his shoulder and he just sort of like lets her sleep for hours and then it's just so small and quiet but you know he's the kind of guy that you just I don't know it feels like really out of character for him to slow down so much to kind of be so sweet and be so nice to her and stay still so that she can be comfortable. And it feels like such a big moment, um, just because I guess we've seen him sort of, you know, being a little bit more destructive. Um, So I love it. I love all these really small, really swoony moments in this drama as the romance just like progresses so slowly and so beautifully. And I think for me so deeply, like it's for me, it was just so like desperately romantic. I loved it. So yeah, this is such a swoony drama for me with so many swoony, swoony moments in the drama, um, that I just adore. Maybe I want to watch it again, even though I think I've already watched it twice. <laughs> All right. Um, there's so many other ones I could mention, of course. Um, and I feel like, it's quite exciting hearing the ones that all the other guests today were talking about, some that I haven't even watched, which really makes me want to watch them, and some that I have watched that I just totally agree with, like, so Sweeney. Um, so anyway, that's it from me. I'll I'll stop waffling on about this because, um, I don't know, it was so much fun to hear everyone else's kind of opinions on this topic. So yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for sending in your recordings. It was so much fun. <laughs> it folks that brings us to the very end of this week's K-drama episode or just drama episode really um i just want to say a huge thank you to all those amazing amazing guests who chatted drama this week it's so much fun for me to listen to your thoughts particularly around such a fun topic like sweeney romance so that is an enormous thank you to curlin jerry Vicky, Lizzie, G, I guess, (laughs) Um, Katta, Catherine, and Liliana, thank you all so, so much for taking part in this week's episode, I appreciate it so much, Um, I also want to do a special shout out and thank you to a Patreon supporter who just popped in there this month, um, Lula, thank you so much Lula, it's really, really lovely of you to support the show, Um, and of course, a huge thank you to all my other Patreon supporters as well, Um, I really, really appreciate the support, unbelievably encouraging in making me continue to keep running this show. Uh, and of course a huge thank you to just every other listener as well Um, so I am gonna have a short break now so if you're listening to this from the future don't worry about it Um, but I'm gonna be taking a rest for uh, a month and I'll be back next month before the end of the year as I record this before the end of the year with a big um, you know yearly roundup I guess which is always such a fun episode to record and I'll just talk about everything that came out this year that I watched this year I feel like there was a lot quite a lot so I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be my 2021 wrap up. So, um, I don't know what date that'll be. I think I said at the start of the episode, but now I forgot, but I'll be back soon. Um, so thank you guys all so much for listening to the show and thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, and I really hope that everyone has a lovely, lovely four weeks until I'm back. All right. Bye.